Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome and Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, this week we are going to be reviewing the Netflix movie Bird Box. Our something to scream about is a little bit different this week. We're going to be doing our top 10s of 2018. And our movie from the vault is going to be none other than The Little Shop of Horrors. Sexy. How you been, mate? You alright? Yeah, mate. It's Happy all... New Year. Happy New Year. I also think it's important to note that we're we're kind of on location right now. So we're on holiday in the spooky Devon Moors. <laughs> spooky. We've got Dartmoor behind us. All right. It's pitch black outside. And it's scary as balls, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit freaky. There's like a couple of barns out the back. And yeah, when it's dark, it's dark over here. Obviously, there's no street lamps and stuff. And it's a little bit creepy out there. Matt's really been scared. So I've been, you know, holding him a little being bit. Being the man. Yeah, yeah as right. always. Whatever. Right. And Happy New Year, obviously, to yeah. all our listeners again. Like, obviously, I hope you all had a, a lovely new year. Um, and hopefully you're still over, you've got over all your hangovers. <laughs> I'm still drinking. So, <laughs> <laughs> no work for another couple of days for <laughs> us. So, yeah, we're looking forward to a brilliant, you know, and 2019 is going to be quite exciting. We got, what, through 15 episodes in yeah. Um, 2018? Yeah. Our first ever attempt at a podcast. Now we're just excited to see what 2019 brings. It's going to be a fun one. Right, let's move on to some news, Matthew. Let's we'll dive straight in. Yeah, let's, let's, I mean, we're a bit light on news, but, you know, there's a few little bits. Hmm. What I've seen, new Strange Things free poster. Yeah, that? that looks cool. I'm excited. Obviously, we had a little while back, we spoke about the titles of the movies. The, the titles real, of the episodes, even. Yeah, sorry, the titles of the episode. It's been a long week. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that, that, that does look good. Um, I am really excited for this. When is that coming, by the way? Do you know? July 4th has been announced. Oh, really? Cool. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, man. That's going to be that's going to be literally one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to. That and Game of Thrones, but we won't be talking about that. Mm. But we will be talking. There's a lot to look forward to in 2019 in terms of horror. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I've been having a look at, like, um, what sort of movies are, you know, the, the horror movies that we could be potentially reviewing yeah. this year. Um, and we've got some brilliant ones. I'm going to run a couple through. Yep. Don't mind. It Chapter 2. Cannot wait. Absolutely buzzing for that. Uh, hopefully happy... to let us down. Yeah. The New Mutants. Hopefully that is still going to be a horror. Yeah, if they haven't gone re- like done reshoots and made it all fluffy. Yeah. Um, the Happy Death Day 2. Can't you. wait. <laughs> <laughs> to you. Yeah, the trailer looks really cool for that. Um, there's one that's been on everyone's hot list, The Curse of La Lalana, The Curse of Lalana, whatever that is, but that looks quite interesting. Um, obviously, uh, Stephen King's re- uh, the remake of Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. Yeah, that looks cool. That's cool. Zombieland 2. <sighs> yeah, it's been a while in the making, hasn't it? So. Yeah, wow, very well. Quite looking forward to that. Please, hopefully this year we will finally get to see Free From Hell. Yeah, well, it's definitely it's on the cards, mate. That's one I'm I'm so excited for, and I hope it doesn't let us down. Next month, in the next month, there's one called Escape Room, which should be looking forward to watching. Mm, that looks interesting. Obviously, the trailer for Us dropped on Christmas Day. That I am stoked about. I can't looks wait for that. Absolutely awesome. Uh, World War Z two. Mm, I don't know if that's coming out or not. Um, what else we got? Godzilla, Brightburn. And we get our shark movie of the year, 
47 meters down. Oh, that's the next sequel. chapter. Right, okay. Yeah, and then of course, Annabelle 3. Yeah. It was supposed to look sick. Yeah, can't wait, can't yeah, wait. Yeah, we've got great, like, great year. Really good, plus all the little sleepers that will probably come out, I would imagine, in yeah. between those films. And unfortunately, we didn't get to see One Cut of the Dead. Uh, but we are going to watch it next week, so we'll probably have a little chat about that on the next episode. Definitely got tickets. Yes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm really looking wow. forward to that. Wow, I've got to buy them, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been busy. <laughs> so yeah, there's not, not a great deal of news. You got any more to go through? Uh, that was about it, really. That's all yeah. I wanted to talk about. Obviously, we had australia i mean there's been a couple of horror movies come out over the christmas period mm. which i um, hope you all got to and we'll be discussing one of them uh today sure in our main room talking of which if we haven't got anything else you got anything no well, let's move on to our main review i just want to get cracking and talk about this netflix or beauty <laughs> So this week's main review is the new net movie from Netflix, which seems to have got everyone going batshit in America at the moment, um, called Bird Box. Mm. This this movie is like stars Sandra Bullock, Ju, uh, John Malkovich, to name but a few. I think it's got Sarah Paulson. She was in it for a short while. That's correct. No spoilers. Um, <laughs> and the film is basically around an entity, I guess, that if you see it, you kill yourself. Boom. <laughs> what do you think, we, dude? Well, I will say <clears throat> we are definitely going to sort spoilers in this. Cause, oh, yeah. Um, so go and watch it. Come back if you can. If not, uh, skip past it. Uh, but so where do we start with Bird Box? I mean, yeah. So, yeah, you kind of summed it up. It, it opens up with Sandra Bullock, which is... Obviously, it's a scene where she's with her sister, which is played by Sarah Paulson, like you said. Um, and they're talking about pregnancy, and they're obviously talking about her because she's obviously pregnant. Yes, and the, in the, the movie's set over like two time periods. Yeah. So um, it starts off, actually, I think it actually starts off with um, them in the, uh, they're about to get in the river. Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's kind of flicks between two times. It's between it? the present day and then like, uh, I think it's five years, five years previous, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like the lead up to, I guess, what why is she getting on this boat blindfolded? You know, <laughs> that's 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 what the premise is. Yeah, and we get this um, happen. Would you say happening done good? <laughs> no, um, I mean, yeah, there's definitely lots of elements of that film by M Night Shyamalan called The Happening. Um, Great movie. There is definitely elements of that in this. I think it's it's not ripped it or anything like that. I'm not saying that that's the case, but um, there are definitely elements. But we'll get onto that later. Yeah, there's there's a there's a sudden, um, well, there's there's that beautiful thing again where they do that little subtle thing in the background, mm. and like you said, like Sarah, um, the two the two women in it, Jessica which is uh, Sarah Paulson and Sandra Bullock, who's Mallory. Mm. And they're just chatting and there's bullshit. And there's a lot of swearing. Do you notice yeah, that? There was a lot of swearing. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of swearing in between, in between the two of them. Very foul-mouthed. Mm. And um, it was quite 
they weren't really interested what something's happening in Europe mm. and they weren't oh and it's not here so let's not worry about it it's kind of that old fashioned thing they're looking at the news reports on yeah. TV and it's like an outbreak of kind of like people going angry and raging and kind of a little bit like 28 days later kind of esque feel to it um, showing news reports and they're like oh well thank god it's not over here and kind of stuff um, but then obviously they are having the baby scan I would take yeah they're having the baby scan aren't they yeah but I've got a question before we move yeah. on that so you've got you're watching the news okay in America mm. suddenly they say there's been tens of thousands of people mass suicides yeah right would you panic would you? Would it make you worry? Yeah, obviously, yeah. Because those two clearly didn't give a shit, but there were people around them, and they were like scoffing at them, saying, "Oh, people, you know, <laughs> people are like getting uh, panic buying water and all this sort of stuff." Yeah. If there've been like mass suicides in like another country, yeah, I might get my uh, butt cheeks going. Yeah, I know. It's, it, it was a bit weird. They weren't. They weren't very fussed about it, wasn't it? That was a very weird point. Mm. But then you get this, they go, like you said. Was... Yeah, they're walking out of the kind of scan. She's had the scan. And she's clearly, Sandra Bullock character is clearly not really fussed about children. She doesn't really have a connection. And this, and I'll, we'll touch on it later, but it, it really kind of hits home with the script that, that she is not interested really with a connection with her children. She just seems to be pregnant. And she's like, well, I kind of like it is what it is. And I'll parent how I want to parent. Um, and, and it's, well, I'll touch on it later. But as they're leaving the um, the clinic and they're walking through, uh, there's a woman, isn't there? This pretty crazy bit where she starts smashing her head against the window. And you think, and you know that obviously it's hit wherever they are. And then um, they just basically get in the car and then chaos basically breaks out as they're in the car which i thought was awesome scene loved that scene it was a good good scene um just the absolute like craziness it seemed to just ramp up as they were just like um, going down the street you know people crashing into stuff there people jump um like like running red lights and people just crashing everywhere it's just a scene of absolute carnage and they were trying to obviously get away from it yeah and then jessica the sister mm, Sarah Paulson yeah her eyes start go, like go really funny this is the thing isn't it when when they seem to get taken over by whatever this being is or whatever they're looking at of the light or whatever their kind of eyes change don't they and, and go kind of have a weird it's swirly like grey swirly thing yeah and then she just like puts the pedal to the metal and crashes the car yeah and then walks out of it and this is brilliant. I totally, I love these scenes. Like it's yeah. happened something in Classics, Final, Final yeah. Destination, I think. And she just like walks in front of a truck and <laughs> splat. Yeah. And it was, I thought that was well done. Yeah, well, definitely well done. Definitely. Yeah, Absolutely. Good little splat. And then Sarah, poor, you know, Sandra Bullock, Mallory. Left on her own. Left on her own. Preggers. All mm. these people just rioting around her. It's like she's in sort of a suburbs area. Yeah. And then, you know, somebody comes to the rescue. <laughs> yeah, that again, that, it's pretty, it, 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 I, you know, props to it because, you know, it's none of this kind of bullshit drawn out, like 45 minute dross before it gets to a point. It's like straight in it, boom, straight boom. in the action, straight in what the hell is this? What's going on? What, what is this thing going on? It's just like, what is happening? 
and yeah, and this woman comes out from this house. Obviously, see she she's on the floor and she's pregnant. So she goes, "I'll oh, come in the house," and she. But then obviously, some she, she sees, sees whatever it is, the light or the being. And, we don't know what the fuck it is. We don't. Yeah. You don't know. I mean, you know, major spoilers. Is you don't even see the bloody thing. Yeah. Because you got no idea what is turning people. So, and that seems pretty mad as well because the the woman that saves goes to save Sandra Bullock sees the light just suddenly sees this car is on fire, doesn't she? Because it's blown up, and she just opens the car door and gets in this literally furnace of fire. That's this car's on fire and just sits in the car and burns. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and then that's where kind of Sandra Bullock gets in this house where there's several of, of uh, characters. Load of different people. And this is our sort of central... Yeah, this this I want to talk about because the, uh, this, for me, I thought was absolutely brilliant. It reminded me of a kind of a bit like a Stephen King novel where, a bit like The Mist, where they're yeah. all trapped for a start. Yeah. And I thought the character basis... Now, there's so many characters they introduce in this house, but I think they do it so well. In such that, a short space of time. Yeah, in a short space of time. And I'm like, you can relate to each character and it's so well acted. And I thought that that was absolutely brilliant of the film. Yeah. The actors. The acting was bang on. Mm. I mean, there's a couple of, like, obviously people that are in there. There's a character called Tom by uh, Trevante Rhodes. Uh, he's quite a well-known actor. He was in Moonlight. Yeah. Uh, Oscar winning Moonlight and Predator. Uh, so he's he's in there. And you've got... Um, John Malkovich with a shotgun. John, yeah, he's brilliant in this. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. He's this kind of place, this right arsehole, doesn't he? He, you know, he's the, he's the survivalist. Yeah. You know. He's a realist. He's he is like, a realist. Don't, he don't fuck around and he trusts no one, yeah. which is great. Uh, but then you've got a couple of people. You've got that dude in there, um, the character that played by, uh, called Charlie, played by uh, Lil Rel Horrory. Uh, basically, he was the one that was in. He was in the supermarket, yeah. Yeah, supermarket worker. The, the supermarket. He was in um, Get Out. Oh, yeah, of course he was. Yeah, he was great in that. Yeah, he was, was like really a little good. sidekick in that. But he was, he did his part well and what he needed to do. Yeah, he did it, and um, yeah, he, he was sort of more, um, you know, a theorist, I suppose, of like the end of the world scenarios yeah. and stuff like that. So he's writing he's, books. Yeah, he's writing yeah. books. That's right. Yeah. And then obviously you've got the famous B.D. Wong. Yeah. Which was, uh, <clears throat> which was, I don't even recognise it's him. Uh, who's been from Jurassic Park and various other villains in films. <laughs> uh, but in this, he's obviously one of the part of the people. But there's, there's many, there's a couple of other characters, isn't there? There's yeah, like there's like a trainee cop and a, you know, maybe a down and out and yeah, yeah, a few others. Some lady that looks like she's been on a jog and just <laughs> come into this house. Yeah, and it's their sort of like I suppose coping with the fact that like what's going on outside and mm. the next like bit is like a I suppose it jumps to and from a little bit in 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 time. That's it. I mean, it's it's quite it's quite clever how it kind of flits between the past and what's happening currently to Sandra Bullock's character um, because it's, it's kind of a run-up, isn't it? It's kind of, it goes back to the past where they're at the house and how they, how it's basically just a lead-up of how she ends up being on this river in the boat, which is the start of the film. Well, with two kids as well, because you're, yeah. like, you're thinking, what, is she, 
she got like twins or like, yeah. you know, what's the it's quite clever and then later on they let someone else in the house who is pregnant and you're like okay hmm. maybe she didn't survive then yeah and she's taken on the kid and you get this great little journey and you've got the the obvious nod to it so they, hmm. they must be in there for at least nine well she's heavily pregnant so it must be about like three months and stuff like that so they must yeah. be for a while but they've got to deal with the fact that there's two pregnant women in there you got to deal with the fact that food's running out. I love the the, the, the trip to the supermarket. Because yeah, obviously, now they've figured out that they can't look at whatever it is. So they 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 kind of paper up the windows, don't they, and stuff like that. And just they, they don't look at the light or whatever it is. So they decide to go on, they're getting low on rations, so they decide to go to the supermarket. There was a great scene before that when they discovered this, they can't look at it. They had the guy, like you said, the guy in Jurassic Park. Oh, B.D. Wong. Yeah, yeah B.D. Wong. He's, oh, it's the his CCTV, house. Yeah. And it's CC, he's got CCTV, so he's kind of going, does it work through that medium? Is you know, If if he does look at it, will he turn? And he, he sacrifices Cause himself. Because they want, they want to find out what it is, don't they? Yeah, and he has a look on the cameras, and next thing you know, he's headbutting the... Smashing his head. Smashing his head against something, and it's killed himself. Falls over so, and smacks his head, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, they, they just know you can't look at it. So they yeah. go and come up with this elaborate plan to uh, using car sensors yeah well they use sat nav don't they in the car sensors yeah and it's a little bit this this is a bit that i was just like i know that it's a film and you should just immerse yourself in this this situation but there's a couple of things i had a problem with is that completely there's hardly any people whatsoever around um really in this and you know how many people there is in the world and then suddenly there's hardly anybody i suppose i suppose they all killed themselves or whatever maybe that's why there's not so many people yeah but once they were going down the street they were running over yeah well they allude to that don't they it's like whether it's curb or dead bodies and it's pretty cool but it's just like the other thing is like i just don't think that would if you actually real really did that like mythbusters did it or something i don't reckon they get like 100 yards because you just would smash or there'd be vehicles all in the road from people crashing them and all that sort of stuff but i get it you know it's a movie it's got to move on it's got to move on so the supermarket scene is definitely one to watch out for it was a good little yeah good little jobby um the other one is letting that dude in which was the biggest mistake they'd made oh that guy yeah he could this guy (laughs) i can't remember his name but he's in the queen movie isn't he he's uh He's their manager in the Queen. Oh movie, yeah, yeah. The Human Rhapsody movie, but he—he's uh, a good actor. I really like him. He's like. It's great. Yeah, I thought he's brilliant. Now this is where we come up to some other major spoilers. They, the people in this world, there's two. I guess there's two different ways of what's of of like what's happening. So you can either like embrace the light or whatever it is and kill yourself or. You get these psychopaths that are running around as well. And he explains this to everyone hmm. as a story. You know, he's explaining that he's had to make the run because there were people coming through the doors, you know, um, trying to make them see whatever it is. And they're almost like followers. Yeah. And they try to make people see. Hmm. Now, he's sort of quite calm for a while and sort of... Uh, and then I think it all, that's when they start um, going, through, going to labour. The two of them together. Oh, uh, yeah, those pregnant women. Because one of them was supposed to be due first, but the other one, they both go into labour at the same time, so we've got a double pregnancy to to work on. Yeah. 
Plus this dude, I can't remember his name, is going around the house sort of letting um, letting the light in, taking away all their like protection. Yeah. And pretty much just like killing he's, he's everyone. Like a, yeah, he's sort, sort of like, psycho, it's like, like a follower of this whatever, like a helper, like he's there to, to get more people to um, kind of like... Um, get killed or kill themselves or be followers I don't know one or the other um, but yeah he's a nasty piece of work because he, he shuts uh, John Malkovich's character into the garage doesn't he and yeah then, and, and opens he, up the bloody yeah, garage door and this is the thing is like we haven't really touched on all the like character build up obviously because we'd be here all night but there's relationships formed between each other like in this house and, and um, Sandra Bullock's character Mar- Mallory is is kind of like takes a liking to another guy Tom well I, I think it's the other way I think he's smitten with her yeah. more, more than she's smitten with him at yeah. this point but it, it, it's, yeah exactly but it's obviously you can see it's leading up to something um, but then there's a relationship between Mallory and uh, John Malkovich's character as well, which is quite—it's sort of a love-hate relationship. Yeah, yeah. It's that respect. Sort of like a, res- a respect. Yeah. However, he's sort of still a miserable git, mm. but you know. So he gets like locked in, doesn't he? It's, I can't remember how he goes out, but he, the the guy that breaks in—that's the follower who's trying to take down all the paper from the walls—kind of knocks out her kind of love interest, dude. Yeah. And then. And then, John Magovic uh, comes in and saves it. He, he's coming in. He's covered his eyes with something. Oh yeah, he yeah. Comes to the shop he manages to get in, doesn't he? He tries to shoot. Him. He tries to shoot him. Yeah. And then I think the other the other guy gets like overpowers him, and he ends up running out the window. Oh yeah. And then yeah. yeah, and then the other one sort of comes in, and she opens her eyes. And what does she do? She immediately just stabs herself in the neck. Oh, what's that? The pregnant one. Yeah. Yeah, because she. So they've given birth, both of them, both characters, Sandra Bullock and the other lady. And Sandra Bullock's just cowering under the covers, hoping yeah, she's that she won't get revealed yeah. and stuff like that. And then, yeah, she she gets, uh, the yeah, she slits her throat, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. And then Tom, they're sort of having a tussle with the dude, like trying to keep his eyes open and she yeah. doesn't know what's going on. She's just hoping that it's all going to turn out Guns all right. Guns going off everywhere. Yeah. And obviously then Tom comes into the room and gets under the covers and it's all going to be Saves right. Saves them. And then we sort of flip back into sort of a present day-ish. Yeah. And you learn sort of what led up to the boat from their perspective, from their family. Because obviously you've got the two kids and you have all this learning and she calls the kid. This is... Br- yeah. Do you, this like, is do you quite, like this or not like this? I quite like... I, I don't know really. I think it's a little bit weird but I, can, I kind of get it because she's... I don't know. They're about... Four, five? Yeah, no, it's five. Four. They're about five. Four, five, supposed to be yeah. five years later. So five years old. And she's called them girl and boy. Yeah, she hasn't given them actual names. I don't know whether that's because the world they're born in or whether it's a reference to something. It's like they're not going to name them yet until they can live their lives properly. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But this is what the clever thing, which I'm going to go back to now, is the relationship that she builds with these children now, bearing in mind one of them is hers and one of them isn't hers, she's taken them to be both her children now. And this is where I really like it because she's tried to keep herself di- distant and the way she's kind of like, um, kind of taught them to be is being really tough. The way she speaks to them is like, 
adults. She doesn't really speak to them like children. She's really, really mean to them. And yeah. she's like, if you take this, but, but this is why they have to be like this. They have to be taught like this. They, they, you know, if you take this blindfold off, you will die. If you take this blindfold off, I will hurt you. She literally says that. Yeah. And they need to be told that this is serious and this is how they've become what they have and where they are because they've worn these blindfolds and they've got through it and they're desperately seeking somewhere else. So they've got this transistor radio that they've acquired along the way, haven't they? And they managed to get hold of this person that's kind of sending out a message saying, um, come up the river, wherever, north or whatever, and you, you'll find safe haven. Um, and they're kind of not, not really convinced at the start, are they? They don't know if it's real or not. Yeah, but they're going to head to it anyway or something. And obviously she's led, she's through circumstances, which maybe we won't explore, she's led to do this by herself rather yeah. than with Tom. Yeah. Um, and obviously you see, anyone who's seen a trailer for this or seen anything online, the main thing is like her blindfolded on a boat. Um, a lot of the time yeah a lot of the time but there's obviously a lot more to it she has to make decisions along the way and certain things happen yeah. along the way which I think some guy comes and jumps and tries to jump into the boat like a, to, again it's like, he's like a follower isn't he like yeah, he's so obviously been taken over by this light he tries to demask him I think they go into a there's a creepy bit a nice creepy bit when we're talking about the kids and the fact like treating them like like dirt and stuff like that mm. or like adults like she goes off and you hear this sort of whispering every now and again, don't you? Something like weird. Oh, and the yeah. little girl tries to sort of look, or not look for her, but sort of follow. And then suddenly she gets dragged back by the string that's on her back. Yeah. Cause and she, you're thinking, has she been pulled by the, yeah. whatever it is. And it wasn't, it was like. Yeah, because um, <laughs> she ties string to them, doesn't she? And then she gives them like, bells as well. Yeah, it's like, um, it's like fishing string, isn't it? So she ties it around her waist so that, and then, and so if they walk off, then she can find them quite, quite easily. Uh, again there's various bits that I have problems with it's like I know again it's like I'm being a bit of a realist with it and stuff but it's like the amount of time I know she does near the end she falls over quite a lot but there's a lot of times where they're just walking fine <laughs> with blindfolds on like that ain't that real that, you know but and I what know the fuck get... it, what the fuck to go off a little bit of topic what hmm. the fuck is it I mean we love you all of our listeners but seriously this whole bird box challenge at the moment is is hilarious i didn't even hear about it until like today okay and uh people are like blindfolding themselves and trying to do like tasks with the blindfold on mm-hmm. and i just i don't they call it a bird box challenge and i guess that's just a a somebody started it on like social media so yeah. people have been blindfolding themselves for years and doing stupid Something stuff bad's gonna happen though isn't it? You know, yeah and God, netflix had to do a actually send text like a Twitter saying, I can't believe they said something like, I can't believe we actually have to send this, but can you please be responsible when you're blindfolding yourself? <laughs> <laughs> and they're it's like blaming Bert, the new bird, they're calling it the bird box challenge. Brilliant. So, you know, That's one thing we haven't touched thing. on. <laughs> Obviously, it's called bird box, and for some reason, she figures out that birds go crazy when this, when anything bad is near. Yeah. And this is why she carries these, well, they're canaries or lovebirds or something like that in a box so she knows where it when something bad is near. Yeah. And these birds in the box survived the whole river journey. Yeah. Even if even when they oh spoilers, they bloody uh, overturned the boat down this like load of rapids. Yeah. And the birds survive. It's yeah, brilliant. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Um 
but yeah, this is the, I suppose the most disappointing element. There was a like the ending of the movie, like the end ending. You mm. didn't like. No, uh, look, I thought the film was so good all the way through, and I thought, yeah, <clears throat> brilliant acting, ace character build up, you know the the cinematogra- cinematography was absolutely astounding in this film. I thought the it was incredible. Colors, yeah. incredible. The acting incredible. The script writing really, really good. For me, the ending was just a little bit kind of quick and kind of like, oh, that's it. Or maybe I was expecting a massive twist at the end or what, but I just, I don't know. I'm... Maybe a, I would have preferred it if it was a downbeat kind of ending. Oh, you want you didn't want a happy ending. No, did you? I don't, no, no, not at all, not at all. I just think, oh, here we are. The people, most of the people survived. They're blind. Oh well, I could have, I could have probably made that up myself. Uh, <laughs> and that's it. And then, then, oh, you're going to have a name now. I'm going to give you names. Uh, everything's tickety boo. The end. We don't. Just, yeah, I mean, I, to me, that was. It just didn't. It didn't really wash with me and I was just like that's just tied up I think it's lazy and it just let it down for me I mean this this all the way through I would have put it and we'll talk about it later right up there but because of the ending I had to mark it down in my expectations but that's just me as you know it had a lot of elements of the happening I didn't want to see the thing I didn't want to know what the thing was about I didn't know I didn't want to know where it come from I'm happy with that but just the ending was just a bit meh. It was a bit me. lame. Yeah. But, I mean, every, like you said, I agree. Everything you said, like, it had the right level of suspense, mm. tension, you know. Um, gore. The, yeah, gore, the isolation and mistrust between all the individuals, the acting, scripting was fantastic. I just think it needed... I don't know. The thing is, I haven't got a better ending. Nor have I. Have I got a better ending? What was like? So, it's sort of like okay, this is going to carry on forever now. They should actually survive. I don't know. Maybe I wanted... I don't know what ending I wanted. Do you know what? I think I would have preferred, if, if I'm being really, really honest, I would prefer one of those make-your-own-mind-up endings. I think that left leaves you on the edge a little bit that doesn't really give you any answers of survival, maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just what I want. Something. It's just, it's just such a clever... It's just such a cleverly thought-of film so clever like everything about it and the script writing like i said is really clever and then it just felt like the end was just like oh and they find a safe haven but with and that, most of with the people movies, are blind it's either you either get two you either get two endings you either get the right you're fucked ending or, or which is like a twist like an eden lake sort of ending yeah but you, there's not many films like that no and, and that wouldn't be wouldn't bad. Make money. you know she made it to the thing and they're all a bunch of psychos and started ripping them apart and that would have been quite funny but <laughs> But this was just like, okay, they've made it. They've made it for all this, like, tension and they've made they've, all this stuff along the way and they've like, oh, they maybe they deserve a break. Mm-hmm. don't know. But what else, I don't know how else you could end it. I don't know. I think I would have rather have been a weird ending and left you me thinking, what the hell has happened at the end? Yeah, okay. Don't, don't ask me what, but I just, like I may- just didn't like maybe like the ending. I get... thought it was lazy. Just, oh, it's a load, a load of blind people maybe when they got to the school of the blind there was no one there so the person on the end of the radio wasn't really there maybe yeah maybe and she's just left with these two children like going with a spinning shot of just darkness 
Yeah, I get it's my end. Maybe, maybe that's my ending. But yeah, I liked it. I cool. really, I really did. I enjoyed watching it, and that's cool. it's a good one. But Should yeah. we rate it? Yeah, and you're right. I mean, for me, everything was almost spot on. I'm gonna have to give it a seven. Yeah, because like the, I'll the ending does so. does does like bring it down a couple of notches. I'd say all the way through, it was it started off nine, probably went down to eight, and then the ending knocked it down to seven for me, unfortunately. Seven out of ten. So that's a draw one last breath. Seven out of ten. Ooh, our first review of the year. Exciting stuff. Okay, so on um, next episode show, next episode, we're going to be uh, reviewing Glass, hopefully, which should be coming out on the 17th of uh, January. So look forward into that. The M. Night Shyamalan uh, ending to the trilogy, I guess. Possibly. You looking forward to that? Yes and no. Mm. It's, I think it's going to be one or two ways really it's either going to be magnificent or it's going to be okay well, it's <laughs> our first cinema horror yeah. in quite some time so yeah, yeah looking forward to it cool our, our first big of the year glass right then let's move on to something to scream about and let's talk about our top 10 for 2018 Give us number 10. At number 10. Right. So, at number 10, we're just going to literally go through 10 to 1. And number 10, we've discussed this uh, positioning between ourselves before we did this. Uh, but We discussed we... a lot of positions before this. But... Oh, God. <laughs> Not like that. Um, we've gone number 10, summer of 84. Yeah, good, a good one to to start this list off I mean you watched this quite early in the year didn't I just not early in the year I mean kind of halfway through the year but like I just watched this just before the year ended so I just got in there to make sure I've watched this one so it's fresh in your head yeah I I, I loved it I thought it was really really good really good just like the era and do you know what one of the things I loved about it most is that it didn't ram that era down your throat it just subtly had that kind of 80s feeling all the way through it which was really cool yeah the way um, it was shot the the child actors the story yeah. i thought was all like very very good and i didn't think it was going to go that dark because mm. it's quite light i mean i'm not going to spoil anything but it's quite light up until a certain kind of point um but it, it's it was a great film obviously by one of our one of our favorite films uh directors or three of them uh turbo kid made by the same yeah. guys fucking love turbo kid yeah which was great uh but yeah i think they smacked it out on the park on this one and it just the the storyline was awesome uh the the kid actors were brilliant uh, just the right just the right the right amount of sprinkle of 80s in it the soundtrack was awesome yeah cool right up there right it deserves top 10 i think definitely number nine then i'll go so this is um, one that we watched earlier in the year at fright fest we are I can't remember what episode number seven was our Fright Fest episode I think fucking love this movie Upgrade is like number as our number nine it's, yeah. it's great it's just a, you know a straight up sci-fi Black Mirror-ish um, what the fuck would happen if technology took over your whole 
body. Mm. Incredible movie. Yeah, really, really good. I mean, it just like knocked out of the park, park for me. Like, kind of like the the kind of like way it's done on a budget as well, and it looked like a billion dollar movie. Um, uh, like the scenes in it, the action scenes were just phenomenal. Yeah, I can see this movie being copied yeah i mean something crap <laughs> I, mean, it took, I mean don't get me wrong it did take elements from other movies but made it its own completely uh storyline was brilliant and and it just had the it just the showcasing it at fright fest was perfect because it it wasn't out and out horror the whole way through it is like sci-fi strokes horror um and you bang on with the black mirror kind of it could have easily been a black mirror episode but with a film, standalone film, it, it's I thought it did its job and it's brilliant. At number eight was Cargo, one of the first movies we reviewed. The first movie yeah, we reviewed, the, yeah. The first movie, yeah, with um, Martin Freeman in it. Yeah, and he had two movies in 2018, This and Ghost horror Stories. Movies. Two yeah. horror movies, so <laughs> This and Ghost Stories. And I think this one for me just like... It was the better choice out yeah. of the two. I love ghost stories, but yeah, Car- same. but Cargo was just it was just I was mesmerized by the whole thing. I, I was not expecting the to care as much yeah. as I did about same. what happened. Yeah, and I, I think as well it's like because zombie type movies have all been done. This was like having I don't know like your mouth washed out with mouthwash and yeah. a fresh look at it. Do you know what I mean? That's great. Like, cause it was just like, we were like, ah, oh, it's a zombie movie. Haven't really heard much about it. Really watched much trailers. Uh, and I thought it just had, had such a good original plot to it. Um, and Martin Freeman's awesome in it. I love Martin Freeman. Yeah, he's great. Bring back the office. And right, now moving on to number seven oh, in our list. This a is a beaut. <laughs> This is the beauty from J.J. Uh, Abrams this year in, uh, was it out October? Yeah. No, um, which is uh, Overlord. And it's just a fucking gut rent, gut punch of a, it's just like one of those like, go- go- I don't know, proper gore fest. Just a gore fest. It's fu- it was fun. It was stupid. And it was just, the music was brilliant. I loved it. It was a total like lay hair down. Yeah. Kind of like get yourself involved. Uh, movie again shot on such a quite a low budget and considering um, the way it looked and felt yeah unbelievable great and obviously I'd Kurt Russell's son White Russell which I thought is fantastic in um, <clears throat> and it's just like I mean I had two elements that which I love is war movies and horror yeah so it's just like more perfect. please <laughs> yeah I'll take more of that any day so yeah that was awesome At number six it had to be Halloween. <laughs> Bloody Mike. I mean... We waited a long time for this. We did wait for a long time. I and mean, I don't think... It didn't disappoint. I mean, we, I really do like this franchise. It gave me a bit of a, a kick in the butt to go and watch the sort of rest of the franchise. And I just think this was a great reimagining yeah. of what the franchise could have been back in the day. Yeah, and I loved definitely. all the And I loved all the characters. And I liked all the kiddens. And yeah. I loved all the murders. So. Apart from the doctor <laughs> and I, again it is, I think it's because of all the hype around it obviously the trailers and the, the the memes and the pictures and the posters and the fact that we went and saw John Carpenter live uh, and the whole build up and the whole 
thing online about it and the celebratory kind of of his work and us doing the podcast and it just all aligned and I thought it was great uh, our first year of being podcasters to have a Halloween movie on it fuck yeah even the front cover of Fangoria you know what a way to kick off Fangoria magazine with Halloween on the front but yeah fantastic movie and we got another treat at number five of like we're talking about old franchises special place in the heart yeah reimagining I love puppets so of course (laughs) number five is going to be Puppet Master the littlest like <laughs> yeah fantastic oh, movie wasn't it Barbara Cra- Barbara Crampton Crampton <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> yeah on happy birthday for the other day as well yeah I mean yeah more please just more more crazy puppet oh, movies oh mate it's got to be more now that I mean everything in this the kills the puppetry this had for me this the had, comedy value yeah this had kill of the year I still think the little puppet dude Chopping that guy's head off and then him pissing on his own head. Yeah. Funniest thing I've seen. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, the whole, I mean, again, we watched this at Fright Fest, like we said, and the whole cinema erupted with laughter. It was brilliant. But you could tell everybody in that theatre was massive fans of Puppet Master. Yeah. Maybe it added to the effect, uh, but we were really looking forward to this and it it totally, totally made us feel. Yeah, it delivered and it left a good taste in my mouth. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Not that guy's mouth, though. (laughs) Uh, right this one at number four was we've we've come up with this and we thought revenge is at number four um this this movie was just so unexpected yeah so i mean i i did i sort of knew what it was about obviously because the trailers kind of sport it and obviously i spoke about on when we did the review of this episode of this movie and I kind of like wished I hadn't seen the trailer, but hey, hey ho, you, you've got to pull people in to watch this movie. Again, it is. Um, where did we watch this one? We watched it. We watched it through Netflix, uh, through Sky. Oh yeah, we had to buy it, didn't we? Yeah. This one, so it wasn't streaming. It yeah. is available now on Shudder, right? Yeah, we um, couldn't be cheap. We had to yeah. buy it. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- this one was just uh, a sleeper for me. I didn't expect to like it as much. Um, the cinematography on this was outstanding uh, the storyline was great uh, you know it just kept me entertained the whole way through the soundtrack's fucking amazing just yeah. everything about this movie I absolutely love I just love the colours the vividness of it and like it was shot so well and I don't usually like these sort of attempts at artsy fartsy something like with the bits they did but I don't give a crap this movie this, this was brilliant Yeah, female director female lead and it was just fantastic mm. yeah brilliant movie oh i'm really excited about this oh, next you get to talk. I'm, I'm glad you get to talk <laughs> first about this movie um so i mean not to go to you because obviously you picked this one at random because we was like okay we're here for a couple of days at fright fest mm. and we're like right should we just pick a random one and you found this movie called book of monsters yeah and we got to go to the prince charles cinema for the first time yeah and the atmosphere scene or the the cast the crew and it almost acting like a complete premiere that added to it yeah massively the poster for me adds massive like points to this movie I've mm. got it and framed and it's just incredible but the movie was brilliant again yeah. it's puppets again and it's puppets done well and it's 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 low budget it's raw British British <laughs> and more importantly <laughs> but it's gone on and it's 
knocked it out of the park abro- yeah, abroad it's now. It's doing, just smashing doing the rounds, it. isn't it? At all the festivals and stuff, and it's just it's getting awards for kind of like uh, the special effects in it. There's so there's again like we bang on about how much we like puppets. There's puppets through the roof in this. There's gore through the roof. There's comedy. To me, this is like the beginnings of a kind of Shaun of the Dead franchise kind of thing. Exactly what I was going to say. Uh, it's got franchise written yeah. all over it. And the 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 three um or four was it three yeah three ladies sort of the main three ladies in it. Mm. You know, if they get a, they're going to get a bit of money. They could get a bit of money for Hopefully. the next one. Fingers crossed. If there is another one, and you know, I don't know if that would take it away or amp it up, but it's just yeah. going to be. They, they, it's a real good future and the director guy we always like, like chat back and forth on Twitter and stuff yeah. he's a real nice guy as well yeah. so yeah definitely number three Book of Monsters Book of Monsters definitely so which takes us to we're getting closer to number one now so to number two now this was a hard choice for us yeah but we went in with Quiet Place Quiet number Place two. at number two I think that's yeah considering yeah. what is number one I mean, this movie came out early, early, early in the year. Um, so, obviously, Emily Blunt's in this movie. Damn. Yeah. And just uh, John Kriskin... Uh, John Krasinski. So, this yeah. is a husband and wife combo. Yeah, but what I want to say is he, like, literally wrote this, directed it, produced it, and in it. I mean, that, to me, is unbelievable and it's his first attempt yeah debut movie isn't it it's like and just what the hell like this movie is just fan bloody tastic from start to finish original yeah it complete completely original like in my opinion it's just like the stillness and the silence of the movie spoke volumes Mm. for this and i thought it was just incredible idea Emily Blunt just absolutely smashed it in this as well do we think there's going to be a sequel well, apparently there is okay. yeah that's in the work I don't she think she looks he, like a Sarah Connor think, badass at the end I don't think he's directing it though okay. I think that which worries me but we'll see fingers crossed but what a movie I mean the ratings it's got coming out of it was it's just massive yeah it's just like, I need to watch it again I really really do so over to you my friends and this is our number one, the number one movie of 2018 is, drumroll, Incident in a Ghostland. How? Yes. And I think this deserves like all the kudos in the world. I mean, I didn't know too much going in and I'm glad I didn't know anything going in. I just, it's obviously, it's got a release through Arrow as well already. It's got a great great blu-ray sexy as it looks amazing but it's this was fucking scary this had um you know texas chainsaw massacre all those sort of old slasher-esque um vibes with sort of hills of eyes but it was genuinely like violent scary and really really just completely original in terms of storytelling I just absolutely fell in love with this movie and, it, and I, I watched it again and again and again. Oh, yeah. I mean, this movie, we saw it. I mean, we keep banging on about Fright Fest and um, how it's kind of maybe, again, maybe it ramped it up for us. But for this one, I don't think it was. I think this was 
horror at its best like a real refreshing new movie but then at the same time pays homage to lots of other horrors but this is when you do horror this is how you do horror right 100% like we talked about it in the episode where we review it um, about the set design yeah god those dolls everywhere were just nuts the actors it's crazy it's just like the actresses just they they just picked everything right they just really went to town on it even like the villains though the the uh, i don't know the impact that 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 they they're sort of brother and sister i guess they're brother i can't remember if they were brother and sister kind Mm. of that big huge dude and then the bloke dressed as a woman and you mm. don't realise that it's a it's a bloke but the physicality that mm. these actors had to put themselves through and I think especially the fact that one of the actresses like you know had went through that harrowing sort of injury to, yeah uh, you know it, that just acts to double so it gives I know we don't want our actor anyone to get injured but just the physicality of this movie was just nuts yeah absolutely blew me away really really good I mean it's um, also directed by Pascal Lauger which did Mars. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not to put you off though, because obviously this is, this is so different to Martyrs, um, which just shows his range that he can do something like Martyrs and then do something like Incident in the Ghostland. Um, it's just, it was just a magnificent movie. It's just, it's just horror. Out and out horror. It really made me feel like that feeling when I was watching, like you said, Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time you know or halloween for the first time or you know <clears throat> had proper villains in it you yeah, know what i mean we 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 shit sort of skirt around sometimes where horror goes off into sort of different elements so you've got the high the sci-fi you've mm. got the i don't know the puppetry the funny the quirky and all that sort of stuff yeah well this is just when when you want to watch just like a what is going to actually scare the shit out of me and just make me go, what the fuck am I watching? Mm. This is the movie to watch. Big yeah. time. Clever twists and turns. Just amazing. Happy of that? Yep. Top <laughs> 10, 2018. Done. I think we need to, after this, we're just going to do some shout outs for a couple of things. Yeah. Um, now, definitely for me and you, obviously we wanted to give a shout out to Endless. Yeah, the endless was fantastic. Yeah, I, I, it. I think it, it's like it just missed out. I think. Yeah, those just. boys. Those boys are going to go on to do some great, great stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, also, I, I, I know it's a TV show, but Haunting of Hill House that was just unbelievable. And I, yeah, I what really a bloody good surprise for this year! I love yeah, that. <laughs> just it's just horror riding high. Um, yeah, there's other ones we like from Fright Fest that we wanted to say, like Braid. Um, oh, I mean, obviously this year we had the nun. Unfortunately, didn't make it. Didn't but, make it, but it was. Um, it's a close one. It was good. It was really good. And I mean, I would love to put this all day in my top ten as number one, but it could well be one on a bat, one on a good day, and te- and fucking all the way down. I just don't know what to make of this movie still. But Mandy was just absolutely batshit. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. And the other Netflix one that's uh, made the devil take you. I know we only reviewed it last episode, but. It yeah, got me. It's really hard not to. I mean, this this top ten was really really hard because there's so many horrors to choose from. Cam was great. Yeah, I mean, we probably missed those out, but we obviously we love horror, and it's really hard for us to kind of put top tens together. Maybe next time we won't do a top ten. Maybe we'll just do a. Maybe we'll just, just do a, a few nods. Our, yeah. our favorite. Uh, just talk about horror in general. Maybe mm. uh, 
Let us know if you like this top ten the way we yeah. did it, and then we 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 might do another one. Or send you send us your top tens, whatever. Yeah, just please. Yeah. Okay, and or ones we missed because we know we didn't see them all. Suspiro we missed, Climax we missed, um, Anna and the Apocalypse we missed. Guide, yeah. um, one cut of the dead. Yeah, one cut of the dead, <laughs> which is just smashing the independent circuit at the moment. All right then. So obviously we got next episode something to scream about, and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the this new movie on Netflix and basically where horror could potentially be going and movies in well, movies in general with this new thing uh, that Black Mirror have done I think it's new it's definitely new Bandersnatch so we're going to discuss Bandersnatch in, but m- not necessarily the movie but the medium that it's sort of taken um, and that's going to be our topic for next episode fantastic so <laughs> When I was younger, just a bad little kid, my mama noticed funny things I did, like shooting puppies with a BB gun. I'd poison guppies when I was done. I'd find a pussycat bashing its head. That's when my mama said, Little shop, little shop of Iris. Should we move on to our movie review this week that you picked? Oh, yeah, sorry, I was just singing. Okay, so keep a name by the way. <laughs> um, movie from the vault. So our movie from the vault. This episode was none other. Oh, the beautiful nineteen eighty six version of Little Shop of Horrors. We say that because obviously this one is a remake of the nineteen fifty nine black yeah. and white, which I'm not ever seeing. I just don't want to sit through. <laughs> but I chose this. Matt was gutted. I wasn't guided. I've just seen it so many times. Yeah. But you've seen Gremlins so many times. You're happy enough. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Right. But this is great. This movie is... Uh, let me do a little synopsis of this movie, if the best I can. I'm just going to make one off the there top. There he is. I'm just going to make one off the top of my head. Um, so this movie stars uh, Rick Moranis and as Seymour. Um, the voice of... Uh, Give me Seymour. And uh, a load of other actors from the 80s that like pop up and stuff like that. This movie is about a plant that comes down during an eclipse. An eclipse. Okay, I don't even know. It's a, okay. This movie is basically a horror musical at its finest. Hmm. All right. Isn't if anyone like we've just had Alan in the Popocalypse, which apparently is a musical. There's that other one you gave me, which is the happiness of the cuckoo The cuckoo and this is just be- this is beautiful. This is just a great musical, and it's about a plant that eats like eats blood. Done. What more? Would you, what more do you want to know? So why did I pick this? I picked this because I remember it as a kid. I remember it being awesome. I remember loving the songs. I remember loving everything about it. And I think re- the reason I picked it because there was a pop vinyl that I saw with, of Audrey too. Oh really. And I was thinking, oh, fuck, Little Shop Horrors. Yeah, that was great. Oh, I remember that. That was bloody brilliant. I want to watch that. I'm going to pick that for a podcast. And Matt is going to bloody love it. Um, and I'm going to buy the pop. And you t- tell you what, I wasn't disappointed. What did you... I think I think the reason I, was, I wasn't I was disappointed, I'd say I was just like a little bit caught off guard because I don't really classify as an out-and-out horror. I know it's called Little Shop of Horrors and it's a musical. I mean, it is a PG-13 
Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, but look, I do like this movie a lot. And I probably was a little bit down on it because my sister used to watch it all the time and I had to watch it because I didn't want to watch other things, but she always have her way, so we had to watch it. Um, but on a rewatch, I actually really, really did like it and enjoy it more, <laughs> I think. Because like, I've forgotten a lot of stuff in it, to be fair. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I mean, Rick Moranis, come on. I love Rick Moranis. He is the 80s. Rick Moranis is he the 80s. He was the, the, the heyday of the 80s. Epitome. Epitome. Epitome of the 80s. Yeah. Um, directed by Frank Oz as well. Which yeah. Was, which is quite cool. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, the song's great in this movie. So it's like... It is literally about a plant he finds. And the shop is just what... Like, down on his luck is in Skid Row. And it's like got bums, singing bums everywhere. Singing bums. The, uh, sing, the singing was a bit... I mean... The I love a musical as much as the next man. Who doesn't? But to see a few this year. <laughs> but yeah, some of the songs are a bit dappy and a bit daft, but they're also quite fun. Yeah, it's no, just stupid. Definitely. And when they break out of music for suddenly no reason, I I I don't know. Sometimes something about that gets me. Suddenly see. Suddenly see more. <laughs> That's um, good. <laughs> but it's just. There's some great songs, Little Shop Horrors. I mean, we're going to throw, I would love to throw songs all over this podcast yeah. of just like some of the ones that are in there. Um, but the horror element, I kind of agree with you. Like looking back on it, it does have some good little night. Like obviously, you, you know, the plant to grow mm. needs blood. blood. Yeah. It needs blood. Like fresh blood. Fresh blood. So you can't like just s- give it like a steak from the shop or something no. like that. Yeah. But it, you know, obviously, and it's come from out of space so there's a little bit of sci-fi in there which i quite like but it gets fucking massive yeah before you go on i'm just gonna say this right i'm gonna put this out there and not be down if i'm wrong and i know i'm gonna <laughs> ruin the film but like if you had to like feed it live flesh right like flesh right why didn't you just go out and kill one of those bums that no one would miss and then feed it to the to the to audrey there's a lot of bums. I don't. There's a lot of like down and out <laughs> down and stuff out, like about. homeless people. They, no one would miss them. No one would know they're gone. But he picked, you know, the first person. Who, <laughs> but he does pick the right person oh anyway. God, this, I mean, for the time. We don't mean you to talk about the whole bloody movie. The whole bloody movie, but like, there's some bits that would pick out. I mean, Steve Martin, his entrance into this movie is fucking genius. He's, he's unbelievable, unbelievable in this movie. He's yeah, fucking brilliant. He comes in singing about being a basically being a psychopath and killing animals left right and center and like just punching nurses and shit. <laughs> she comes in and punches the nurse i totally forgot about that but th- there's a really dark element to this like for the time obviously when it when it was done as well it's like obviously there's ordinary one which is <laughs> the blonde-haired lady that works in the shop with a stupid voice and the big one you're, you're gonna attempt to do a voice of... <laughs> that's quite good yeah, she's just like the most annoying voice. Uh, and she's got the, speak like this for the, rest of the podcast. She's got the biggest eyes I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, those eyes. <laughs> and uh, anyway, but she's be right. She's it's getting, dark. She's getting abused by she's literally getting abused. by her boyfriend. She Not just in... abused. It sounds like he's like almost kind of like I don't know. 
sadist well, is yeah. that right sadist the, misogynist sadist no I'd say sadomasochist sadomasochist so, but she comes in with a shiner she comes in with a broken handcuff mark broken mark handcuff mark she's got there's some dark sex shit going on behind doors <laughs> Steve Martin but Stephen Martin is just like going to town on her right and we just don't know what the fuck but she the thing is she she acts like she, she loves deserves, him because she, he's got money she doesn't love him she's wrong she loves Seymour really well, yeah yeah but, but she, she doesn't feel like she oh, deserves she's with the, the crazy dentist uh, Steve Martin because he's got she says because he's got money yeah and it's the right thing and she was and he found her on the gutter and the gutter is not the actual gutter it's a strip club basically <laughs> yeah, yeah so she used to be a stripper and obviously he picked her up and now can pretty much do what he wants with her and she's just like you know she's not a good person like a good role model for <laughs> any females out there or any be anybody really She's just taking it. And Seymour, once he gets his little, oh, his little backbone, you know, he's got the help of the fucking Audrey too. And he's Backing like, him up. Yeah, he's he, he's got a bit, and he's getting a bit, that's Finch, he's getting a bit of money. And then she's sort of like, oh, maybe you want a bit of... <laughs> Seymour. Suddenly Seymour. <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically, Audrey too says to him, right, I want some more food, mate. Why don't you just kill this? crazy dentist because he's an arsehole anyway he is a prick so he goes to the dentist doesn't he but we've got to talk about this scene <laughs> before he goes to the dentist you talking about you talking about the Bill Murray coming yeah this is insane <laughs> I did it and obviously right I used to watch this film when I was a kid so I had no idea what was going on probably but now I rewatched it I understand why this Bill Murray part's in there and kind of understand what he is again he's like into pain isn't he yeah He's like, an, which is really he's this whole a, movie is he's weird. A, like a masochist as well. Yeah, but like obviously I got that. But just before we go on, and this is, I think this film is why I'm so scared of dentists, and I hated going to the dentist when I was a kid because of Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah, anyway. you wouldn't want Steve Martin yeah. as a dentist because he is no, this dentist. going to pull your teeth out with no gas, and he's on pretty much gas the whole way through it. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, the, the utensils he's got. Oh my god. The tools. But oh Matt, that doesn't happen in a real dentist, oh, so you're yeah, fine to go. Um, but yeah, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, Bill Murray just like comes in. He's a, he's like a little child. He wants like, oh my God, what did you have? What did you have? And he's like speaking to this girl with like braces and he's like, oh, wow. Then Steve Myers sort of <laughs> doesn't want to serve him because my, Steve, Steve Myers' character is just like, okay, DPD, whatever his bloody name is, <clears> a really long ass name. But he's like, I don't want to serve this dude because he's there for the pain. He wants to give pain out. Yeah, he doesn't want people to like it. it. Isn't it? Yeah, he doesn't want people like it. He wants people to hate it. And then Bill Murray just wants everything, takes everything that he fucking throws at him. <laughs> yeah. And then he just chucks him out. Chucks him out for basically enjoying it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, Bill Murray's brilliant. And he's got, we've got a couple of other great cameos um, in there. John Candy. Yeah. As the... Um, That's quite cool. Oh. Weird Wink. Wilkinson, yeah, is his name. Radio show, host. radio show host. And he's brilliant. He brings in the plant and stuff. I like love that. John Candy. Yeah, fucking brilliant. You noticed one which I didn't notice before. Christopher Guest. Oh yeah, yeah. And what's he been? I don't know. He's been in a couple of things, isn't he? Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and there's uh, James Belushi in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Not Turns John. Up right at the end. Not John Belushi, but James Belushi. Not the Blues Brothers, but the other dude. But yeah, I mean, on the rewatch, I absolutely, I, I really liked watching this. I mean, I was down on it, but I really enjoyed watching it again. 
like but it is dark as hell for a, for a, a PG-13 yeah. or a PG over here it's like what you're feeding body parts to a plant like this dentist is like I, if that if this film got rated nowadays what do you think it would be it'd be a 15 yeah for definite mate without a doubt it's got three shits in it I mean not like literal shits like <laughs> the word shit yeah um, in it and all from the plant yeah <laughs> So the plant's got a potty mouth. Mushnick, the the shop owner, gets eaten by him whole. Yeah. There's no real blood Not apart really. from like. There's a little bit on Audrey. Yeah, where she, she kind gets of gets a little bit munched, but not much at all. Um, and he, I, I remember when I was a kid. I just remember. I swear to God, there was like blood involved in it more, but obviously not. Mm. I must have made that up in my head. But it's just fun. The songs are fun. Yeah, it's you know. a fun movie. It's, the cameos know? are brilliant. Yeah. The plant, right, and is impressive Yeah. still mm. to this day. And we, we talk about puppetry maybe too much, but mm. we fucking love it. I think love the puppetry, it, puppetry. For, is it. Well, who's the voice? Um, It's the guy Levi from Levi Stubbs. Stubbs. Stubbs, yeah. From, isn't he from The Four Tops? The Four Tops, right. Yeah. Um, he's what because obviously he's got to sing. Got to sing. Got to know how to sing. Yeah, got to know how to sing because he's in a lot of um, lot of singing from that mm. plant. Um, but yeah, and the plant. I mean, there's a little cartoon. This plant of, uh, of the little shop horrors ones in there at one stage. Mm. The plant the plant's a fucking bastard basically, oh, yeah. and he admits it. And it's obviously get the big showdown at the end. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, and it's, I just love that plant. It looks, it looks really good. And they've obviously just done a state. There's a stage show of it. I just think that this movie cartoon of it. Yeah, I think this movie is going to be announced. There's going to be another Little Shop of Horrors movie this think? year. I, would, I'm not going to put money on it. Okay. But with the pop remake or a second? Well, with the pop, no, just a remake. A re- another remake. Yeah, Ooh. with his 30 years. Who would you cast? <laughs> Well, nowadays, it would be Rick Moranis. I don't know. No one could do Rick Moranis. Zach Galifian- Gal- no, no. Who's this, who's this nerdy? It could be a shout. It's got to be someone like a little bit... Weasley. Weasley. Rick Moranis does that very well. Mm. Maybe Scarlett Hanses as Audrey. Yeah. Yeah? Um, could do. Who could do the Steve Martin character? Who could play a real arsehole, but unsurprisingly so? You probably have to get somebody who's a bit method. <laughs> a bit crazy Chris Hemsworth Chris Hemsworth <laughs> he's quite a funny guy though isn't he yeah you could probably do it because like, he is actually really funny you could pull it off yeah and maybe um, get like what's his face um, in who the who's in the event who's in the Avengers the one who dies in, Aven- in the Avengers movie is he a little bit weedy he's Oh, the, the fucking CIA guy. Oh, forget. Oh, Coulson. Coulson. Yeah. Could he play a little, little bit, maybe? Maybe. Or maybe Joe McEldry. Joe <laughs> McEldry. Brilliant. All right. So, yeah, I feel, I really do see a, a few, a, another remake in the next couple of years of this movie. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, the one thing I need to talk about, and it's really good, because, like, Rick Moranis is such a good actor, and I just thought I'd put it out there. Like, because... It's gotten that he isn't actually in movies anymore because it's a bit of a sad tale. I don't know if you know much about what happened, but basically, like, 
I think his wife died of like cancer or something and he's had two children he just literally gave up his career to take full responsibility with his children yeah and watch them grow up and have fun with them and stuff but I do on the other half a little bit of me says oh it's so sad to not see him in any movies and the last movie he ever done was Brother Bear yeah. which was a voiceover and it's, so, it's just such a shame but oh. there are there are little bits and pieces of of news coming out that he might be making an appearance. The back. children are at possibly at an age now where maybe they could be a little bit more independent. I think maybe. it's been twenty years, so they could be. Yeah. I think. I think they're getting to an age. So I think maybe we might see him. You never know. Yeah, that'd it'd be, it'd be great. I'd love to see him do another movie. He's great. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Ghostbusters. Oh, great. Love Rick Moranis. Oh, yeah. Right, do you want some Matt's facts? Yeah, let's have some bloody Matt's facts. Matt's facts. Some bloody oh. Matt's facts. So, uh, originally, they did have, in the dentist, loads of blood over the walls in that scene. But oh, right. apparently, it didn't go well. It didn't go down with the test audiences, and they were like, there's just too much blood, it's too gory, you've got to take that away. So that, that they went back and reshot it with blood not on the walls, which was quite, quite weird. Um, Bill Murray... It was scripted the start of it, but most of the stuff that was when he was in the actual dentist chair was all ad lib. <laughs> just made it all up, which is cool. Apparently, he just went off lines, like and they had like they had loads of footage, but they had to piece together all the good bits. But I would love to see the well, uncut version of that. Okay, I've got Blu-ray somewhere. I will see if there's any yeah, I bet, yeah, I bet there's some good bits on that. Um, Steve Martin's part took six weeks to shoot. What? Uh, yeah, six weeks to shoot. He did, and basically, he again, he like ad libbed a lot. And uh, the knocking the nurse out was his idea, <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the doll head thing, like taking the doll off the off the the doll head off the curl, that was another one of his things. So he obviously added all those bits in, which is quite funny. Um, now the 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 actress that played uh, Audrey One, Ellen Green. Yep. Um, she is the only member of the off-Broadway cast to appear in the actual film. No uh, bloody way. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember that Feed Me game that came out? Yeah. Yeah, that was based on this, obviously, because <laughs> it's a plan. Yeah. Uh, the Feed Me board game, which is quite funny. Um, this I did not know. All the scenes were filmed at Pinewood Studios in the UK. Really? Basically, they filmed at the largest set in the world at that time was the 007 stage in Pinewood Studios uh, because they needed to basically have such a big set to build all of the the street and stuff. They didn't want to go on location. So that was really interesting, I thought. Uh, This is the only movie to appear Bill Murray with Steve Martin together. Which is unbelievable. I'm so glad you found that fact because I was going to ask you that question. Really? I, yeah, because I didn't. I couldn't think of another movie that they'd been in. Yeah, I was, like, I was so surprised. I was like thinking, surely they were. Never in a movie together, man. Bloody nuts. Can you imagine if they were nowadays? So that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd I'd be love wicked. that. That'd be so cool. Um, Audrey 2 was obviously a puppet uh, and she was designed and operated by uh, Brian Henson, which is Jim Henson's son. Which was quite nice. Jim Henson's son. Yeah. So he oh, obviously still it? runs the Henson workshop, which is cool. So they designed it, which brings me on to my next fact. There was no blue screen used, no opticals used on this. It's all puppets and puppetry. There were six, um, apparently six 
um, Audrey 2s used in I'd different sizes. Um, and they had to build, like, obviously on the, on the sound stage and stuff. And there was three shops of Mr. Uh, what's his name? Mr. Mushkin's, Mr. Mushnick. Mushnick's shop, shop. So three different shops made of, of that as well. So a lot of production was done yeah. on this. Like, of, of, and it's like a proper stage. Uh, obviously construction wasn't it I mean it'd be mad to walk along that now and if they kept any bits from it and stuff um, Cindy Lauper was up for Audrey <laughs> in the role of Audrey which was which makes sense but she had other things she had to do okay. and there was a there was a rumour that Madonna would, would have possibly done it as well okay that, I can't see that happening no. this is quite interesting whether this is true or not Eddie Murphy was possibly up for the voice of Audrey too which is obviously the plan. Seymour. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, totally, I see totally. that. Um, don't know if you noticed this, but there's uh, obviously the film's directed by Frank Oz. Yeah. And there's like a big neon sign that says choose with C H O O Z and only the O Z is lit up. It's like a little <laughs> nice. kind of nod, which is quite cool. There was in fact a nineteen eighty uh, a nineteen eighty six D C comics adaptation of the movie, apparently. I don't know whether that's true. Cool. This is quite funny that you mentioned it. There, there was a little like muttering of a sequel was to be done, but nothing has happened ever since. Okay, so maybe potentially, maybe a reimagining. Well, when they re-released it, apparently on Blu-ray and DVD, there's a lot of talk around it and hype. Yep. Yeah, they need a new audience, so you'd have to. Yeah. You'd have to update it. You'd have to update it. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, this is quite cool. Uh, this is my last fact John Candy was actually going to play Mr. Mushnick really? but yeah he didn't want such a big part he said you've got anything smaller so that's when they gave him the smaller role weird Wilkie Winky Winky weird Winky Wilkinson (laughs) yeah oh mate that's great yeah there's probably loads more but you know I picked those out because apparently there's a couple of like there's an alternative ending as well out there somewhere I'm glad probably on the Blu-ray I'm glad you liked it though yeah, yeah, I, I, I loved it, Sweet man. 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 It was good. It was good. So yeah, we're going to rate this one. Yeah, do it. Um, I mean, for me, it's uh, all day. It's an eight. I love eight. the song. I love the song still. I think it still stands up. Rick Moranis, brilliant. It. The, I was going to give it a seven, but the cameos for me that I saw and does make it better. Fucking brilliant. For me, I'd probably say seven. Okay. But just because I've I seen think it that's fair. I, I, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. The cameos do make it though. Steve Martin alone is just suddenly <laughs> So, this brings me on to uh, my pick for oh, next time. Okay. Are you ready for this? God, come. So now this film I have not seen, and I do believe that you haven't seen it, but we do both own this. Interested. So, on the next episode, our movie from the vault will be 1984's Night of the Comet. Oh, you fucking legend. <laughs> okay. I've been waiting to watch this for so yeah, long. Yeah, it's been sitting in my drawer for freaking ages. So, yeah. Good pick, mate. Good bloody pick. All cool. right. Cool. Well, that brings us, I suppose, to the end of this, of the first, first episode of 2008. Yeah. I think it's been quite a short one. Um, but I don't know. We'll find out when I uh, get to the the editing room. <laughs> but we are on holiday, so you know, give us a break. Yeah, <laughs> I want to get back to some serious drinking. Yeah, let's get fucking downstairs and get on it. 
get down on it. Right. But if you do want to get involved, well, let's... Leave me Seymour. Leave me Seymour. Right. So, so, on our next episode, we are going to be reviewing Glass, um, the new M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan movie. Shyamalan movie. Um, our topic section, we're going to be discussing this new concept of interactive movie watching with Bandersnatch. And Matt's just whipped it out of the whipped it out of the vault. <laughs> whipped out, <laughs> whipped of the it out of the vault. And we're going to be watching uh, Night of the Comet. Yeah. Bloody yeah, good. So if you want to get involved and um, watch any of the movies, let us know what you think. Get let us know your top ten as uh, our social media. Um, you can interact with us on Twitter at Draw One Last Breath Podcast at Draw One Last. Facebook search Draw One Last Breath Podcast. Do the same on Instagram and send us a bloody email. Draw one last breath pod at hotmail.com. Why did you go Australian? I don't know. There's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's a bloody grab a cup of bloody pop podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>